वेलकम टू दिस न्यू पॉडकास्ट द टॉपिक आई बीन स्पीकिंग टू पीपल ऑन इज डेथ थैंक यू फॉर टेकिंग द टाइम इन जॉइनिंग मी माई फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन टू यू इज हाउ डू यू सी डेथ एज अ कॉन्सेप्ट और एज अ एज योर पर्सनल एक्सपीरियंस इन टर्म्स ऑफ नोइंग पीपल वन नो मोर और पीपल क्लोज टू यू i think that is one uh, i think an inevitability that i never realized that one should you know accept it but uh, for some reason we always seem to celebrate life but avoid thinking of death uh, and that death was inevitable the moment we are born the next thing that is certain is we are going to die and fact every one of us is going to die so If anything, uh, I can reflect on what I've learned from the people who have passed away close close to me. Mm, I think I would have probably spent a little more time with them and probably cherished uh, the time you spent because death is so uncertain and it just comes as a sudden. But I think that's what death means to me. Uh, the sorrow aspect is there, but more. Seeing the situation today in the world, I think it could just be to use the time with whom you value, and that's what that is meant to be. Because it's inevitable. There's no point in not thinking about it or avoiding talking about it, but to celebrate life so that when that eventually comes, we can say yes. Zindagi jia hai, and we have lived a full life. We have given our best. I think that's what that means to me. Mm, okay uh, if i were to uh, just look at the issue from another angle where the last one and a half years not not withstanding uh, mm-hmm. they are just more dramatic in the sense of uh, the number of people one hears uh, ailing or passing away uh, different age groups so there is a certain sense of drama there is a certain sense of unbelievability to the whole thing it sounds it actually uh, i keep telling a couple of friends that it it looks like a bad hollywood movie and we are all in it as of right now but i'm saying once we get out of that mindset suppose this one and a half years wouldn't have happened before that also uh, death had the same power over us if I, there was a certain sense of finality to how it uh, it was democratic in choosing uh, any of us at any point of time and uh, we couldn't do anything about it so uh, my question to you again is if if not for the present time um, would you have still been um, seeing it in the way that you do right now or or how has the present circumstance uh, Change your view, or uh, made you think a little more. Or what are you like practically changing in yourself, or doing to acknowledge that you understood? I think two aspects to this question. One is what is happening to us is a bad Hollywood movie. Actually, it's not true. 
I've seen uh, even as a kid, I've seen a neighbor, neighboring lady who was suffering from some problem, and she said, "Oh, I'm dying, I'm dying," and she called her whole extended family. There were at least thirty people in that room for the entire day, uh, morning to to I think eleven in the night. Uh, they also got her favorite ice cream or something kulfi she used to like, and they got it for her, thinking that this is the last she's going to have it, whatever. she didn't pass away and i i saw her being the same person even after that entire day spent in actual dread so uh, my question is uh, actually two prong do you personally feel a sense of dread if yes why if no why not and uh, if if this exists so what is your personal antidote to it Okay, I about dread. I think um, it used to be there at one point in time, uh, but after I lost my son, I don't think the dread. Uh, it's like I've been through one unclosed death, so I've seen the uh, the dread that comes when you are anticipating the death and that happens. And then you grieve and you know, and then you accept that this is part of life. Uh, so now dread as uh, dread isn't there actually. I don't know if I am very attached to anybody that their death would affect me as much. Okay. So 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 two people whom I have was very attached to was my grandmother. She passed away after a long life and got old and died a natural death, and then my child. So seeing both of these now, the rest of the society, my my own life, my own death doesn't. उट More comparable to that, or less. And even death has so many ways. Today, today I was feeling those who have died before COVID are fortunate. At least they died a dignified death, and the family could give them a decent burial. Hmm. And so today, you see, even death has its variations. It's not like death is just one uniform thing. The circumstances of the person dies, how the family can, you know. Cope up with the cremation and the aftermath. They're very different before and now and maybe later on. So you know that's that is one aspect of it. Another aspect is life itself. And I mean, I think about it. We are actually very selfish. We don't want a person to die who is productive, who is healthy, or or who is young. We are. We seem to be ready to accept somebody's death when they're very old and they're not productive and they're they're a burden to take care. Of. So our attachment to life itself is not very, you know, what do I say, honest or innocent. There is there is a lot of selfish motives, you know, why we want certain people to live, and after which point, the same very person we are willing to wait for them to die and pass away because the person becomes a burden financially or you know, emotionally. So there is this whole life thing is is. Could think and introspect and why? Why is it that we are so attached to them? 
and why is it that we are willing to let someone die? Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful realization. I, I have never thought about the economic aspect of it, and uh, yeah, looking back, uh, people who are ailing for many years or people who are old, one does tend to look at them as uh, quote unquote useless. Uh, and when I say useless, I mean if i want to have a good time i want to call friends over or i want to go somewhere i want to go vacationing or any kind of good good things that i want to plan for myself shopping or whatever there is always a hindrance with a with a person like that attached to you in terms of responsibility but i always uh, saw it as um, a smaller selfish interest of wanting to have a good time at that point of time uh, you have really given it a context that really speaking they are not productive in a manner that we can quantify in our minds even a even a person working only at home and doing household work a male or female uh, does have a certain sense of utility for us in terms of getting our food on the table and uh, general everyday affairs so yeah it's it's something i would want to contemplate on how how we see it so uh, a question that i want to ask which is not in tune with the conversation so far uh, for no reason uh, a story came to mind uh, there was this um, connect connection to laughing buddha as a theme there was a zen monk who was always laughing and happy all the time and um and people kept wondering how he could be so happy when there was so much misery all around him and but he was always joking laughing so uh, there obviously came a time when uh, he passed away and uh, they all kind of said finally he is quiet and there is no sense of laughter or joy about this so the truth is that life is morose and Uh, miserable when they were uh, when they were lighting his pyre uh, suddenly uh, there were crackers bursting everywhere because he had tied himself up with crackers and people burst out laughing even if even as if he was alive so it was his last practical joke on the world and it as a as a inquisitive seeker for many years i found it was a very interesting way to look at life itself uh, taking it a little easily do you think there is merit in uh, in being a little easy going about this whole holding on to any idea of life i am not saying that we have to become monks or something because finally we are all fighting for happiness oh yes yeah. There is a need to be light, but one can be light only when one uh, one doesn't take oneself too seriously or one's happiness. Like the example you mentioned, you want to go out and enjoy and all that. I think the reason why we why we are so distant from death is because we are not going through the process of seeing the person being born, getting old, sick, and dying, and we taking care of them. I think that taking care part is. missing in our society to a large extent and in our work we also don't engage in that kind of activity so if you actually have to visit old age homes or visit sick people and 
you know, volunteer or take care of them frequently, you will see death more regularly. And and then you learn to accept that yes, this taking care part also is, can be done in a light-hearted, easy manner. Yes, there is a time when I could go to a movie or a vacation, but that time has changed, and now this is a time where I have to be a caregiver. And can I give that care without feeling down or angry or depressed that I can't do these other things? All of that will come when we feel whatever we are doing is, you know, is, is actually giving happiness and comfort to us and to the other. When we can do that, I think then we can be light. But if we are seeking happiness only from an external input or a stimulus, then then we are going to take it seriously. We are going to take life very seriously because everything we are going to do, uh, we need to get that external stimulus, whether it's money or an experience or holiday, whatever. So when when the source of our happiness is inside, and when we can get happiness by giving happiness, I think. Beautiful. It's a it's a quite a practical way to go about it. Uh, one question that comes to mind, which is again not connected to the conversation that we've been having so far, uh, but uh, yeah, there is a certain correlation to it. If if I were to see death. as a concept being uh things are changing something is breaking the chain so i don't know who was speaking to me and say for example i buy a, a nice crockery set and i've got six mugs and inevitably at some point either the maid or my wife or my mother or myself something or somebody or maybe just a gust of wind may blow it off the window and suddenly it might just fall and my set is broken and my heart is broken and i was talking to somebody about uh, attachment to cars and people people fight and there have, i i have known of people dying due to getting a sudden cardiac arrest because their car has been scratched or they've had an accident and they are so busy fighting that they don't realize that they're bodies have reached a certain sense of uh nowhere to go anymore and when one thinks of these things and uh, is it is that the concept that needs to be internalized with everyday small practices of um uh, the monk would use the word unsure he says whatever idea you have about anything just add unsure to it so that you are able to uh, balance it out in case it doesn't work out the way you're looking so would you think because of uh, our attachment to this idea of i want to go for a movie i want to succeed in my career i want to become the prime minister of this country or something or something whatever uh, expectations we have and we are moving towards it but if one is able to inherently embed a sense of quote unquote death that this may not stay the way i want is there any way to look at it in that manner the two things i think you have to accept that it will not stay in the way you want oh okay <laughs> but it might <laughs> so it it will not stay even in the best of situations this person whom you like or this job that you like will keep changing and it will keep evolving and it will go in a direction that is not a direction that you thought about okay 
and if you if you actually kept your eyes open and read about i mean we had what two or three recessions in the world right now huge number of job losses since year 2000 how could one not know that jobs were Hmm. If, if we don't want to look at what we call bad news, whether it is illness or death or unemployment or fraud in companies and sudden layoffs, you know, so you can you, you can at some level you know relate to your own experiences. Hey, that could have been me. I could have been in that company. Then what would I have done? You know, at least you could have gone through this thought experiment. That would give you some. Material to start making changes in your life. Uh, so that I think is uh, is something that people have to do. They have to engage with society. And if you want to go back to that enjoying lifestyle where I'm going to shut out all negativity or all things that are happening which I which seem not good, then eventually again we'll come to face those situations. Hmm. Okay, I have a question. I also have an answer for that, but I would want to know what are your thoughts on that. Um, this is beautiful because you are giving practical examples of how one can uh, interact with the concept of uh, death of ideas or concepts or or even uh, one's own self or others. So my question to you is: uh, when one engages in the manner that you have spoken, it's it's possible only when one is healthy and one is in a good situation where one can actually go and do it um but suppose somebody is bedridden and uh, cannot uh, go and engage more and is already caught up in the trials and tribulations of their own body their own minds uh, in such a situation uh, what could a person like that do uh, I think when when we are bedridden and we don't have the ability to go out and engage with society, I think couple of things that that can actually help the individual. And one is that accepting that this is a body that is decaying and degenerating. You know, one has to just accept it that even if there was a medicine to cure me, I would still be aging. I I would I would be able to walk around, but I would I would still be aging. I would still be having disease. Mm. And uh, and this is inevitable that the body will decay, it will disintegrate, and it will pass away. What I can do as an individual is to not get worked up with every pain, every uh, every or every illness that shows up, and make it a bigger pain. You know, there's a the physical pain, and then we add on the mental pain. We multiply it many fold. If you can look at life as okay, I lived the life I had to live, and now this body is giving away. I'll just accept that the body is giving away, and and try to be as happy as possible in my circumstance, and still look to find certain aspects in life where I can find happiness. Maybe listen to good music or watch some movies that are funny or that give me happiness. Read some books or have conversations with people. If that's possible, if nothing is possible, if I'm not in a place where I can even talk, then I could probably just absorb my breath and just be calm during the day. And whatever I can taste, I, I cherish that taste. Whatever I can smell, I cherish that smell. Um, 
and just take uh, things moment by moment, day by day. Whatever little senses that are still working, can I at least you know appreciate their work and be happy? That okay, yeah. the time has come to go. Maybe sooner or later, the body will disintegrate. Yeah. Go for a peaceful manner. I think that is what a person who is completely bedridden can do. Beyond that, one can't expect much. Uh, this is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. Uh, one has obviously heard these concepts earlier, but uh, very difficult to apply them practically. And uh, uh, it's so surprising that uh, while uh, the topic of death seems morose to begin with, when we are starting to engage with it. If we go to the depth of uh, thought or even conversation, one realizes, uh, like when you said this uh, final few lines on what a person on his bed, deathbed, or even just ailing uh, can do, is to enjoy, is to be happy about things that work within his or her body, is to uh, really relish living till till the time one has to die. I think it's a it's a it's a really uh, remarkable mindset to have, and worth pursuing. Even as uh, one thing I told myself right away was that: Do I do this enough? Do I really thank and focus on things that are working within my body, even if I do not have any ailment or if I am not bedridden so far? Uh, and it is a it's a good practice to have it 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 might bring a sense of gratitude it it might bring a sense of uh joy for no reason at all because the reason itself is uh being alive and healthy you do not need an additional thing that i got to eat this it's tasty enough no the sense of taste exists that itself is joyful so yes yeah. yes yeah. yeah. I had COVID and I lost my sense of smell and taste, and then I understood. Okay, at least the digestive system is working. I can still eat. You know, I don't know what I'm eating. So, yes, it does bring build gratitude into you, and I think that's something that is going to come out. Hopefully, it has come out of this COVID situation. Is that uh, when nothing much is happening in life, that is happiness. You don't need to search for some eventful things and go and search and create some happy, special, you know, artificial moment of going to a movie or a picnic or anything. Just living life as is, without a lot of drama. That is happy. I think that is something we will realize in this COVID time. Yeah. If something happens, then it's good. If something happens, then it's good. Uh, I think that is a good uh, point that I would want to end the conversation with because it's a uh, I cannot call it's a high considering the kind of point we are making, but uh, yeah, it's a happy place to uh, sit and ponder over what are things that we can do and be thankful for, uh, even as we age or even as we have different kind of ailments hitting us, even in a time like COVID. So thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you.